I tell you, if they start canceling these American presidents, they're going to come after Bible characters next. Yeah, you could, you could. Mark my word. Yep, wow. Yep, yep. Right? I follow your lead. So oh. whenever okay. you go, I'm just like, oh, I guess we're moving. Okay. All right. Well, hi, this is Beth. And I'm Staney. And you're listening to Mixed Politics. Welcome to episode four. Yeah. So, Staney, what are we drinking tonight? We, I am drinking a vodka and passion fruit drink. Yeah, it's it looks very, good. Very islandy, very sweet though. But I'm a I'm a big fan of passion fruit, so you know. And we don't really get that here often, outside of buying it at the store, like the box version. We don't actually have passion fruit. Have you ever seen a passion fruit? Yes, I have. <laughs> They're weird when you open them up. Yeah. Something. What are you drinking? I know. Um, same as last week, actually. I'm drinking some rum and zevia. I was is not. That a, is that a thing now? Like you like that? Well, I've always liked rum and coke, so it's my mm. version of it. Um, I'm just not really in the mood to be creative when it comes to my drink tonight. I had kind of a, a rough weekend, not much sleep. So today I'm just doing what I can. <laughs> yeah, stick with the with the tried and true. Exactly. So, I didn't want to be disappointed by trying something new and having it fail. So I'm just sticking mm -hmm. with what I know. Yep. All so right. So what what are yes. we talking about tonight? We are talking about cancel culture. It is what's going on with cancel oh, culture. Lots. Please We're going to talk about the good, me. the bad, and the completely misunderstood. Actually, before we dive in. To cancel culture i have to talk about the shirt that i'm wearing mm -hmm. okay. so i'm gonna raise up a little bit be a good human felt like it was fitting for this week but uh, this is some merch from a listener of ours it is a uh, midnight oil designs owned by a good friend of mine robert he's amazing he's very talented wow. and i'm really excited that he launched his merch because he's he's just so creative and i love his website if you if you go to Midnight Oil Designs, it's actually Midnight Oil Designs dash six one four. We'll link everything in the show notes. He's got t-shirts, notebooks. Actually, I have a notebook here as well. This is where I am putting all of my notes for the podcast from now on. Oh wow! Uh, he's got mugs, t-shirts, pillows, wall hangings, all kinds of stuff. So go check it out. We're gonna have a link in the show notes, and he also has a promo code for our listeners because he's just that awesome. Go so if you use it. mixed politics 10, you can get 10% off your order. So go check out the website. I'm I need, excited I need for a, him. I need one of those notebooks so I can like sync with you because the notebook yes. I'm using is not as awesome. Not as fancy. The 614 mm -hmm. at the end is is that Columbus, Ohio? Is he a it native? Is. Yes. What? I know. Well, we have another native that is supporting our show. One of our Patreons goes by the name of Nelly Suzanne Pratt. A Nelly. long time friend of hers. Yeah, big Nelly. Um, she's a community social worker. She's currently um, working towards her master's in social work at the Ohio State. I'm sorry, the Ohio State University. You're, you're supposed to pause after the. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go Buckeyes. But yeah, she supported us through Patreon. And, you know, her support is paying for a bunch of stuff. I, I won't yeah. tell you what the stuff is. <laughs> but we want to we want to give her a shout out and thank her so much for being a part of our show so thank you, thank you so Nelly. much all right very excited so it whenever we get canceled the two people yeah. that we, we <laughs> the two people that we just shouted out they are not affiliated with us whatsoever don't cancel oh. them all right yes do not cancel them so let's get into cancel culture um Okay, before we talk about the pros and the cons, I actually want to lay out what I think are the different types of cancel culture, because I think it might help guide the conversation a little bit. All right. Lots of people lump cancel culture into just this broad generalization of if anybody does something controversial that pisses people off, then they just get canceled. But mm -hmm. I think it, it's it's deeper than that. So there's what I think are three types of cancel culture. The first one is the, your lifestyle offends me or makes me uncomfortable and I want to ban you from carrying out your lifestyle cancel. 
then there's the you did or said something controversial and you're getting too much negative attention so we're just going to sever ties with you to make the attention stop cancel and that that's coming from like a corporate standpoint where it's the yes. company trying to do damage control exactly yeah okay go ahead go on and then the third type i think is the you did or said something so incredibly reprehensible that pretty much everybody thinks you're scum cancel <laughs> so given that those are what i think are the three types of cancellation let's talk about examples of some of them mm -hmm. the first one the your lifestyle offends me type of thing um the tried and true cancellation of that type is if you think back to the the 1930s through 1960s maybe even the 1970s people who had pregnant teenage daughters would banish their daughters to a nunnery for nine months so that they could oh. hide the fact that their daughter was pregnant so they basically canceled their teenage daughter's life for nine months because they didn't want anybody to know that i'm assuming that this was, was an unwed teenager right yes unwed teenager okay. exactly so it's we we can't let anybody know because you know your lifestyle is so offensive we can't let anybody know about it so we're just going to send you off somewhere else mm. and cancel you for a while um and then also they would take those babies away from them so it was like a forced adoption type of situation they're going to yeah. cancel the teenage daughter's motherhood as well that type of thing um so also I, the I I think I think though that that number 2 on your list is lumped into that because usually it's not like a personal decision or it wasn't a personal decision where it was like mom and dad decided this usually it's like religious based or like the church because you said they're being sent to a nunnery so it's like the church trying to protect their image so they're doing damage control by not having like some pregnant teenager come up you know the church steps or yeah. you know take part in mass or whatever I think there's yeah. some crossover there for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think that some other types of this cancellation would be um, you're black, so we don't want you to sit at the counter. You're so offensive to me. We just want to cancel your existence here at the counter. That's another kind. So I think that the number one type of cancellation is really more rooted in bigotry. So mm -hmm. what is currently called cancel culture in that respect used to be called bigotry. So it's been around for a long time. It, we just didn't call it cancel culture. So, so I if, think if, it, it's if, just... if, if your lifestyle or or your existence is not what we deem as the norm or yes. uh, or part of society as we would like to see it, then we're mm -hmm. just going to cancel you. And OK, yes. yeah, yeah. OK. All right. The Defense of Marriage Act is another example of that, too. Mm -hmm. um, they and, and this is actually now stepping into the government kind of playing a part in that because Defense yeah. of Marriage Act was passed through government say your lifestyle is offensive to us so we just want to kind of banish you over in the corner and, and have you not participate in society type of thing so I think those kind of e exemplify things that have been around for a very very long time we just didn't mm -hmm. call it cancel culture we called it something else we, um, we gave it a, we gave it a name or I, I say we that I wasn't a part of society in 1930s but they gave it a name that was comfortable for it was comfortable for the palate it was palatable yes, yes it was palatable what it, what, it, um, what are some names that they called it like uh segregation reconstruction yes. um separate <laughs> yeah. but separate but separate equal. but equal jesus christ <laughs> okay. yeah it just it goes to show that you can call it something different to make it sound more palatable but really it's still bigotry yeah. And it was it was popular. What's this? What's the example of a, the second part? So the second type where you did or said something so controversial that we just want the negative attention to stop would be uh, back when the Beatles got canceled temporarily because uh, John Lennon said that they were more popular than Jesus Christ. And that was just too much attention. And people were like, <laughs> no, 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 no. We got to stop this. We got to stop wow. this. Um, but then also, like you said, the employer level cancellation. So uh what's what's her name the lady from the mandalorian that just got recently fired because of gina negative carano gina carano she is another yeah. example of that or army hammer he is an example of somebody who got a lot of negative attention mm -hmm. and the employer just said we're gonna sever ties we're gonna cancel your contract because it's just too much for us to handle i, I have an example of this this reminds me of about back in the, i want to say you know what i remember exactly the year I want to say it was 2013 
there was a song on the radio called U O E N O, and it was uh, I think Rick Ross had a verse on it, like he was featured. I can't remember who the main artist was, but he had a line in the song that said, um, "Put Molly in her champagne, she ain't even know it." I took her oh. home and I enjoyed that. She oh. ain't even know it. And yo, people showed up in front of like because he had a deal with Reebok, and his uh-huh. uh, the whole deal. It was a really good deal too because he was like bringing back all of the classics, so like the Kamikaze, the Reebok classic, etc. Like a lot of hip hop gear. And like people showed up with, you know, signs and picket in front of Reebok in Chicago and New York and whatever. And like within two days, they were just like, yeah, bro, we're, yeah, your, your contract is canceled. Yes. Because, because you're not helping us profit right now. Now you're bringing a lot of, as you said, negative attention. You got to go. Yeah. And like, I, I completely understand that, but it, it seems as if a lot of times when, when a company does that, they're making like, a sacrificial lamb of a person because I could have told you at the same time when that happened that there were many other rappers and other people who were signed to Reebok and other shoe company deals that made way more outlandish statements. Like people started arguing like, well, Molly doesn't really incapacitate you. It's not like a roofie. And like people were, oh. you know, everybody was trying to figure it out. But I'm just like, hey, don't put anything in anybody's drinks, period. How about that? Yeah, How about that? nobody How about should be apples? trying to justify a lack right, of consent right but at, the, but at the same time there were other rappers saying like i mean we don't want to go to eminem like talking about chopping up kim and like killing his mom and whatever never got canceled right right it's because <laughs> they're whoever's under the microscope is who gets the attention and this isn't unique just to celebrities i think that people really make the mistake of saying that it's the hollywood liberals that go too far or it's this or that this happens in my job too i actually had a recent conversation with somebody who was going to suggest my name to somebody uh, for an interview of some sort. And she said, now you know that I'm putting my reputation on the line by recommending you. And I said, absolutely, of course I know that. I will represent you well and I won't let you down. But I'd already known that because I've had those conversations before. If I were to show up unprepared and lazy and looking all sloppy, that doesn't represent just on me, it represents mm-hmm. on the person who recommended me. And that's kind of how these employers are seeing that. And even Hollywood lumped into that is that they see that this person represents their brand. And yeah. we can't expect somebody to say that the brand means everything, but we can't hold them accountable for that brand when something goes wrong. They, mm-hmm. they have a contract and I have a contract with my employer and I'm held to a certain standard. So it's, it's very tricky when, yeah, some people aren't held under the microscope, but I'm, I assure you that if somebody brought it to mass attention, same thing would have happened to them as well. I'd like to go back to like the beginning of where the first time I ever experienced, well, no, I didn't experience it, but I saw someone being canceled. Like I saw cancel culture play out. And the funny thing is at the time it wasn't called, cancer if you guys remember this guy cosmo kramer from the seinfeld show he was actually not just a member of the show he was also an independent stand-up comic and for some of you who remember this it's this is just jogging your memory but he had a set at the laugh factory like a really popular stand-up club a bunch of people were coming in and they were coming in late he had already started his set and they were coming in late and they were doing the whole, you know, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm trying to get by, trying, trying to get to my seat, you know, real quiet, whatever. And to him, they were interrupting his set. Right. And he was upset about that because, you know what, to be fair, to be, to be as much fair as I can to him, stand-up comedy is hard. Making a podcast mm-hmm. is hard. Doing anything for an audience is hard. And so yes. he was probably like, you know, you know, had to work himself up, psych himself up, even as much as a professional he is. We don't know if he has anxiety or whatever, but he started his show and he was going and these people were coming in, walking in and they interrupted his show and he fucking lashed out. Like it was like, it was so bad. He said something to them and then they retorted because like whatever he said was really, really disrespectful. So he said something, they said something back. And like his next comment was, like 50 years ago, we'd have you fucking swinging from a tree. And these were black people that were walking in. Mm. And so immediately, like you hear like the car, because apparently somebody was filming. So it was it was filmed. So like you hear the car go, 
And like people go, yeah. oh shit. And yeah. so like the people who are coming in, they kind of stopped in your tracks, like, who the fuck you talking to, bro? Like we can go right now, which is justified. They turned up and then he turned up and he said some more reprehensible shit. And then it was just a back and forth, back and forth. And then like, so the people who were coming in started to leave. Then other people in the audience started to get up and leave. So like half the show left. They were just like, fuck this, this guy. Cause he was going on. It wasn't like, it wasn't like he said what I just said. And then it ended right there. He was piling on the shit. And as I said, I've, I've said to my friends multiple times, I can get drunk as shit or high as shit. And I'll never speak Russian because Russian ain't in my head. So it can't come out through my mouth. It's really that simple. And yes. so whatever he was saying, people were saying, oh, he was drunk or he was upset or he was whatever that the thought that thought process was in his head. And so it turned into language that came out of his mouth and right. the news media had a frenzy. Like, how could he say this? How could he do this? Like the members of Seinfeld cut him off because Seinfeld has Jerry has his brand, yes. which goes back to number two, what we were talking about. Jerry yes. has his brand, his show, his thing. And he's like, I don't want to be a part of that. And so right. like all of the reunions and stuff that's happened since Seinfeld's been off the air, he hasn't been a part of that. Like they've just every, right. like you haven't seen him. If you think about this, you haven't seen Kramer for like 15 years. You have yeah, not, it's been a, he's not been in been a, a movie, nothing. And so, but even then at the time it wasn't called cancel culture. It was just, yeah. this motherfucker said some dumb shit and now he's gone as he should right. be. And we're fine. Mm -hmm. Everybody's fine with that. But now right. there and seems to be a debate, which is weird to me. There is a debate. And actually, I think it's good that we're having the debate as long as it's held in the right parameters. So mm -hmm. the thing about number two and number three bleeding together a little bit is that it's very subjective. So what I find to be reprehensible might not be what you find to be reprehensible. Mm -hmm. So I think that there is sort of a knee-jerk reaction coming from a lot of leftists this yeah. is where they go wrong with this is that they might be well intended to say that if if you say something horrible, we don't want to do business with you. But I think that they're just knee jerk reacting at, at everything. Like yeah. Everything is the worst. Everything is so reprehensible, but it's very subjective. So some people might need a little bit of room for redemption. And I think that that's missing from the conversation because if, uh, if Kramer wants to, and I'm going to call him Kramer, even though it's not, it's not his real name. If he wanted to say that, okay, yeah, maybe that was language that I used before I knew better. It's it's the Maya Angelou quote. Mm. Do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, do better. I think we're missing the latter part of that effort to say, when you know better, do better. We're not giving people a chance to do any better once they do know mm. better. Now, if you're a Bill Cosby, Everybody on earth should know that it's a terrible idea to drug women and rape them. Okay. We all know that that's bad. I don't see any opportunity for him to do better because he should have known better to begin with. There's just no redemption yeah. from that. But if you're, that, that's, uh, that's the thing, if you're we, 16, we can't talk if, about redemption if you should have known better. It's like, don't kill that person. It's yes. like, well, you killed somebody and we canceled you. You can't be like, oh, well, now I know not to kill someone. Exactly. There the are some things that I think objectively people can say it's a line that you just don't cross and if you do good riddance to you and your mm -hmm. reputation okay so we were talking about before and you had mentioned that this culture of uh canceling people is capitalistic and i think that ties into your your second definition mm -hmm. of um the cancel culture why do you think that it is a capitalistic thing this canceling of 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 people you've sponsored or working with or whatever well i think that the ability for people to decide what they want to support with their money or their time is capitalistic mm. in nature so the moment that we start saying that either the government or society as a whole uh well actually let me go back to bill cosby i'm the type of person who can separate his art from him as a person so I would still watch the Cosby show because he wasn't the only cast member. So I see that the other cast members that participated in that show, I don't think it's fair to hold. Oh, am I triggering you with this one? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not. You're not triggering me. You're actually giving me a weird uh, 
argument in my head that I've been trying to resolve and I never thought about it the way that you're putting it. I'll tell you after, okay. please continue. Okay. The other cast members. So yeah, there's other cast members involved in that show. So mm -hmm. I can understand how people would say, because Bill Cosby's a terrible person, we want to cancel his show from ever being aired. But that mm -hmm. I don't think is fair to the rest of Felicia the cast. Felicia Rashad. And, right. Okay. A wonderful well, she's, cast, she's very talented people. So I, as a consumer, think that I can still spend my time and my capital on watching that show on occasion, separating Bill Cosby, the artist, from Bill Cosby, the human, mm -hmm. and I could still find enjoyment. So the fact that other people want to cancel it for me and not give me a voice seems a little bit uh, socialist or communist in nature. It's anti-capitalist right. to say that somebody's going to force me to not be able to participate in something, if that makes so, sense. So, so, all right. So here's the thing. For my personal life, and I've I've struggled with this for a while, because like almost any black man that was worth any of his weight in salt, you liked R. Kelly in the 1990s. Look, guys, I'm not going to argue this. You liked R. Kelly. We all did. That's not, come on, step in the name of love was a hit. I don't want to talk about it. We're not going to debate this. But when everything came out about what he was doing, a lot of us were uh, conflicted, I guess that's the best word, because as Riley said on the boondocks, if somebody was trying to pee on me, I see pee coming, I move. She saw <laughs> pee coming, she stayed. And I got to miss out on the next R. Kelly album just for that? Like, mm. so, but it was just like, well, she's 16 or 14, I don't remember her age or whatever. And then he had the whole get married to Aaliyah thing when she was underage, and now he's got like women trapped in his house and just like, so I, when it started to pile that high, I was just like, okay, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, okay, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just gonna, do I'm done cold turkey. I'm fucking done. And then when I was done, I would see other people who I, you know, were, I'm friends with, they were still bumping R. Kelly, still whatever. And I was just like, hey man, you still fuck with that? And they just like, hey man, I fuck with the artist and not with the person. I'm like, but they the same pe people. What the fuck are you talking about? That's like, he's actually singing about the same shit that he did. It's not what that's the difference so, so, right there. That's the difference. Is that's that what I was hoping that you could help me with because you're like, yes. I'll still watch the Cosby show because there were other people involved. Yes. But like, how can I listen to R. Kelly when it's just him talking about yeah. freaking the fuck next to the butter rolls on the kitchen counter? Yeah, God, that's the, that song. That so there's two song. elements of that that we touched on. Number one is a cast of people versus one single person and their art. Uh, and then mm -hmm. it, does that art reflect the bad thing that they did? In R. Kelly's case, fuck yeah. So, I mean, okay, it's hard okay. to separate the artist from the person because he reflected right. that in his music. Because every single song, it was just like, this is like, you have three minutes and 42 seconds to make this woman come because that's our <laughs> aim when we started singing this song. Right. <laughs> that like, that is. Shit. But then you start listening to it, you're just like, woman or a 16-year-old? What are we? Because we're not on the same. Right. <laughs> and I and I can ask the natural next question. What about Michael Jackson? I mean, controversial man. Black people music... have a saying. Black people have a saying. We do not speak ill of the dead. So I would like to change this topic. Okay. Well, I, I wasn't going to demonize Michael Jackson. I was just going to say he falls in that same category for me, that his, his art is different from any question about whether he did or did not do something else. So I want to go on public worldwide record that, that Michael Jeffrey... Jordan Jackson did not do anything reprehensible. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. I mean, you so it's 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 really difficult to draw the line. You can't be you can't be MJ in the black culture and do wrong. You just, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Michael Jackson. I I, I love I his music. I love his music. I, I can't I, stop I listening love to Jordan. it. And I don't oh, want God. people I don't want people to dictate what I should spend my time listening to. Mm -hmm. That's a personal decision for me, and that's where capitalism falls into place. Is that it, as long as his music is still available, as long yeah. as his music it has you know, it is still on iTunes, or if I personally own some of his records, which I do, mm -hmm. then I reserve the right to still listen to it. And this, I mean, Dr. Seuss, we can talk about that too. Well, the estate, because I think those things, I think Dr. Seuss and all of them that's been happening in the past week and week and a half. Let's let's put that under the ridiculous category. Let's let's yeah. let's stay on something sensible and talk about redemption. So yes. regarding redemption, one, 
we can't have any redemption for Michael Jackson if he did or didn't do anything because he's dead. Yeah, we'll never know. Right. But for some people who are still here and still with us, the Gina Caranos, the the Kramers, the R. Kellys of the world, the Harvey Weinsteins, etc. It's like some people do want the redemption. Some people come out with a statement of apology, whether it was made by their publicist or the company that they're being canceled from or whatever. And they'll be like, you know, I'm sorry I said this. And sometimes you can tell it's like self-preservation, like you're just trying to hold on to the money or in, in rare cases, it's like, okay, I see where you're contrite and penitent and yeah. you want to make amends. And like you spend a lot of time after that trying to make amends, whether it's through charity work or whatever. But what I've noticed, especially in political spheres, there's a lot of people who don't give a fuck about redemption. They stick right. to their guns. They hold on to it. And it's like, it's like that, that one chick on that show. I said what I said. And like, if you want to cancel me, go the fuck ahead. And then they, right. they, they bring on this victim um, persecuted persona. Where it's just like, you're just canceling me because we have different opinions. It's like, well, we're canceling you because your different opinions was the same opinions that resulted in the death of hundreds of thousands to millions of people. That ain't a difference of opinion, my guy. That's life and death. That's just so, holding somebody accountable is really you. what it yeah. is. Yeah. And you I know, think that's that what, that's, that's why... That's what I was wondering. This... Like, with the redemption, what do you do with that? It's all dependent on how it's stated, whether they are, in, are sincere. And sometimes only time will tell if they're sincere. But I think that it's because we're seeing this in such a binary fashion that you're either canceled completely or you're endorsed completely. We, we have to stop thinking of it that way. Um, the reason mm -hmm. people stick to their guns is because they're afraid of losing everything. So how about we don't necessarily have to say you're completely canceled from everything and your livelihood is now gone. Yeah. We have to handle it differently. We have to say that you did something that was pretty terrible. We don't agree with it. We feel like you're on the wrong side of history. So mm -hmm. what are we going to do about this? Um, is it the right thing to do to cancel somebody's Hollywood contract? That's between them and their employer. We can't really say that. But yes. what about sponsors on uh, Sean Hannity's show? This happens all the time. That Sean Hannity says they just, something they controversial. They just go through a, a revolving door of sponsors. Yes. Every time they say something on Fox News, it's just like Johnson & Johnson said, fuck you. You know, BP said, fuck you. And it's right. like, why don't you stop saying shit, man? That's the thing. is that they're, And, they're, and they're not being canceled. They still get, like, Tucker Carlson has his show. And you can tell every time he says something fucking controversial, too. At the end of his shows, he goes, when he's about to be, you know, reprimanded for some dumb shit that he says, he goes, well... I'll see you guys on Thursday. I'm taking a trip with my family. We're going to go fly fishing in Alaska. And uh, this was a pre-planned trip from uh, months ago. Uh, just going <laughs> to spend some time with the sons. And uh, yeah, so I'll see you guys on Thursday. He it's has like, to preface it. <laughs> who the fuck says I have a pre-planned trip with my sons? Fuck you, man. <laughs> Somebody who's, who's, yeah, he knows the routine. And this is the thing that, that, that happens is, he says something controversial. People take to Twitter. They start tweeting mm -hmm. at the sponsor saying, you better stop endorsing him or else we're going to cancel your product. Right. And this is the, the, the corporatism that we live in right now, that everything's driven by money. So as long as we have people who live and die by the dollar, then this is going to still continue to be a thing where all you can do is just say cancel you know, cancel my membership. I don't want to be here anymore. And somebody's yeah. going to lose their livelihood. I think we need to have a, a space to talk about what's the right step for Because Tucker Carlson's never going to learn how to not mm. be a dick. Exactly. Because he makes money off that. Yes, exactly. And, and like, there's... he can't, he can't be canceled because the show has so many viewers, so many followers, or whatever. It's yes. like, they'd be, they'd be cutting off their nose to spite their face. If they were just like, okay, we're taking him off the air, like Bill O'Reilly. So B Bill O'Reilly is different. Bill O'Reilly had a lot of sexual <laughs> allegations um, against him. And that's like, uh, that's, you know, we're in the middle of our, of the Me Too movement, etc. So they couldn't keep him on. Tucker Carlson is just a piece of shit. Like, I don't know if you can cancel somebody for being a piece of shit. No, no. I mean, it, no, it, it's, a, a, it's, his, it's his right. Piece of shit. Right. It's, it's his right to be a lying piece of shit if he wants to be a lying piece of shit. 
mm-hmm. where we have to find the boundary is how do we hold him accountable for that? How do you no, hold we, him accountable we, if we he's hold just going to find a new sponsor? We hold him accountable through the sponsors and he keeps having to take these fucking fly fishing vacations. But it, all I it's hope- doing is making him mad. All it's doing is making him double and triple down. It's not teaching him a lesson of any yeah. sort. Republicans double down whenever they do some fuck shit. Or, and, and now their new tactic is the victim mentality, the persecuted, where it's just like they're trying to cancel us. You know, the Jim Jordans, the Gina Carano's, the Ben Shapiro, when college campuses didn't want him to come speak. They're like, oh, we're canceling you. It's just like, dude, we don't want somebody to come pollute our campus with the mm-hmm. bullshit that you're saying, because half of it is lies. Half of it, the other uh, okay, half of it is lies. Twenty five percent of it don't make any fucking sense, and then the other twenty five percent is gish gallop. You don't even give people a chance to talk or like refute what you're saying. You're just running off a bunch of bullshit. And by the time we get a chance to speak, there's so much to refute that it's just like, oh, fuck it. We right. don't want that on our campus. So it's not. And the thing is, they 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 get to this persecution complex where they're like, oh, the left is persecuting us. The left is canceling us, and whatever. It's like you're not canceling. You're literally talking about being canceled right now on The View, on Fox News, on Twitter with your 680,000 followers or on Facebook or Instagram with 2.7 million views. It's like, you're not canceled, dude. And, right. and I think I think a lot of the, the conservatives in terms of, you know, doing this, I'm persecuted and I'm a victim thing. It's another it's another popularity tactic. That's all yeah, well, it is. It's not it's not that they're actually being canceled. You can't say you're canceled and you're on the Senate floor like Marjorie, what's her name? Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. She talking yeah. about she being canceled and she's on C-SPAN and every news network with a microphone in her face at the Senate floor. Bitch, you ain't canceled. You a senator. Well, you're a exactly. congresswoman. Shit, yeah. What the- Exactly. And that I will... canceled. Kramer is canceled. We haven't heard from him in 15 years. You spoke yesterday and you speaking right now. This is because people like her and like Jim Jordan, they are career politicians. They want to be career politicians. So if you if you say that if you vote them out of office, they can they are gonna cry about being canceled. When yeah. really that they're who wants to be Okay, let me just say conservatives have said that they don't want career politicians, but then they keep voting in people like Jim Jordan. I will tell you why Jim Jordan is making this such a huge issue with cancel culture, because he is close to being canceled himself. And so now Mm -hmm. he's trying to water down the whole meaning of cancel culture because he did some he he let me just say he did not speak out against a coach, a wrestling coach at Ohio State University back in the 90s I'm sorry. when that the Ohio State University the Ohio State University thank you for that correction he did not speak out against that coach who was basically molesting sexually assaulting people sexually assaulting wrestlers Jim Jordan knew about it he didn't speak up and he basically dismissed it and said oh that's just who he is that's just Strauss and oh that people was found Strauss? out mm-hmm. that people name's found- really popular around the state Well, yeah, because everybody knows what happened. And there have been 48, I think, former wrestlers from the Ohio State University who have spoken out about this and said it happened. Jim Jordan knew about it. He did not say Mm -hmm. anything. He dismissed it. Therefore, he's culpable. And if, if nothing else, he has a lack of ethics because he did not speak up for those students. And now he's denying that it ever took place or that he knew about it. So Jim Jordan's in a position of power. And people are talking about this to the degree he can't ignore it anymore. And so rather than actually own up to it, he's just yeah. going to demonize cancel culture before he gets canceled so that when it actually he, happens, he can claim he's that making he's making himself a victim already. Right. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. So what, what this brings me to another uh, issue that I have with conservatives jumping on this cancel culture, because conservatives have been canceling shit since before the Internet. And I'll give you I'll give you one example. I'm sure everybody remembers back in like the late 80s. I'm I'm aging myself, but the late 80s to all the 90s where every single person who was a part of a Christian household was just like Procter and Gamble or devil worshipers. We can't eat Pringles anymore. 
we can't buy Johnson and Johnson baby powder because they're devil worshipers or whatever. And like the, the whole company was canceled because I remember the dude, I remember this one thing where they were like, if you turn the Pringles can upside down, it looks like the horns of Baphomet, like the fucking goat. Oh, yeah, it was like the mustache of the guy. You, look it up right now. You know, what? I should just put a graphic and flip it. That should. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but so so that's my thing. It's like like conservatives, Christians, whoever, right, the right has been canceling shit forever. And um, so it got to the point where the st- the stuff that they started doing was reprehensible, like being found in hotels with little boys and like, you know, whatever mm. issues that they have. And they try to flip it and be like, okay, well, I'm persecuted. And like the Bible talks about persecuting the saints. So now they feel like they're martyrs and shit. And their first defense, usually when they're being canceled, like Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan has no defense. He's just he's just trying to get out ahead of it. Yes. That's his defense. Yes. But you have people who've been canceled by companies. And the very first argument, the very first argument is my First Amendment rights are being infringed upon. And... It is so funny to me, and we go over this almost every podcast and every time we talk, just off the air or whatever. People don't have any fucking clue what these amendments mean and no, what they, they are. Don't. And it like, and people like you have the you have a bunch of people, whether conservatives or even liberals, who literally masturbate with the Constitution daily. They're just like, "This is the Constitution, my constitutional rights, the Bill of Rights, and whatever." And they can tell you the First Amendment. Or they can tell you what they think the First Amendment is. It's the right, it's the right to free speech. And it's like, okay, okay, what's the Second Amendment? It's it's the right to bear arms. And it's like, okay, what's what's the Seventh Amendment? <laughs> Silence. What's the Fifth right. Amendment? Oh, that that one's the is the is the the right to not incriminate myself or help you incriminate myself. All right, cool. What's the Eighth Amendment? <laughs> It's like, it's like, are you really masturbating with this thing or are you you just not reading it at all? You don't even own it. You've never seen it. You don't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you right now that the Eighth Amendment says that any dispute that is over $250 in value, that you're allowed to settle it by an armed duel. Or I could be lying. You don't fucking know. You don't know. You don't know what the right. Eighth Amendment is. I'm, exactly. This is what I'm talking about. So yeah. for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to read for you the First Amendment just to make it clear that the First Amendment does not protect you from being canceled by a company, does not protect you from getting punched in your fucking mouth for saying some foul shit. It does not protect you from being kicked out of a restaurant or a comedy club or a theater or whatever, or kicked out of an Uber. It does not protect you from all of that. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution says, and I quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assembly, assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances and there are um well can i just repeat the first couple of words there congress shall make no law congress shall make no law that's the biggest point that's the biggest point that's the biggest point and i'm glad that you touched on it because it's like the 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 literal amendment starts out by saying congress shall make no law what that means for the people who don't understand is that Whenever you say something, like you could say the foulest shit you can think of against your next door neighbor, the Uber driver, the attendant at the coffee shop, or even the senator. Matter of fact, you can say the foulest shit you want against the president, which is why I can sit here on this podcast and call a former president an orange piece of turd. And Congress cannot summon me and say, hey, man, why you say that shit? And then me being me would be like, because that's what I thought. And I opened my mouth and it came out. And then they go, well, that's against the law. You're going to jail. The amendment says Congress cannot do that. 
That's all the amendment right. says. When you write something, when you say something, when you practice your rights to be, Congress cannot come in and punish you or stop you or penalize you for this. That says nothing about Nike looking at the shit that you did as a sponsor or a sponsored person and saying, we're severing ties with you. That says nothing about Twitter as a private company looking at your tweets and going, we don't want this shit on our fucking platform. That says nothing about Facebook or whatever. That says nothing about you using the N-word in a bar downtown and getting your fucking wig pushed back. Nothing. It's freedom right. of speech from Congress, not freedom yes. of consequences from running your fucking mouth. Amen to that. And it also doesn't mean that eBay shall make no rule that they can't sell Dr. Seuss books anymore. I mean, it, oh my it's, God. Ridic it's ridiculous how people think that freedom of speech means that they have the freedom to be heard anywhere, everywhere, and never be, you know, I, I won't even say censored. That's not even the right word. They, they find this to be anything that makes me not have a bullhorn and heard by everybody on the planet is censorship. And it's so censorship. it's somehow a violation of the first amendment. No, it, it just, and that's the thing the like right private, private companies have been doing this for forever. <laughs> so it's funny. Like I just went to Google and I was like, when did Coca-Cola and like it auto filled it for me. It was like, when did Coca-Cola stop using Coke? <laughs> So, just to be accurate, it was 1929. I drank a lot of Coke in the 1980s. and, and I, I was not... I was thinking that we were all high as shit. But no? Okay. All right. No, that was, just, that was just the high fructose corn syrup. It wasn't they, the cocaine. They needed that shit after World War One, though. But anyways, so, like, companies have been doing this since before 1929. Like, they had the, co they had the fucking cocaine in the drink. Yeah. And then they decided, all right, this might not be a good thing. And this might cost us, you know, the fact that we're getting everybody high as shit now that millions of people are drinking our drink. So we're just going to cut that out. They right. literally canceled an ingredient. Yes. Yes. Which, bring, which brings us to the ridiculousness of the day. The Dr. Seuss and the Mr. Potato Head. And like, yes. I don't think we're, we, we're not going to belabor the topic on those on this podcast because you've all seen the headlines and whatever. What I want to talk about is the straw man. Because that's what it is. It's a straw man fallacy. These companies get together and they say, as capitalists, as Beth had pointed out before, that people who own companies or running companies are doing these things, cancellations, for their benefit, for their profit, for their capitalistic goals. For their so brand. You look at, for your, yeah, so you look at something and you're like, okay, this ain't good for the brand. This is not good for our company. So we should cut it out. So it wasn't like the left or like trans people or the LGBTQIA plus. None of those people went to Mr. Potato Head or the Potato Head company and said, hey, man, you got to change this. You got to stop this. People were just living their fucking lives. Hoping to get a stimulus check. You know, living with a pandemic. And then one day they woke up and the Potato Head company was just like, all right, we're going to remove the mister, which or the missus, I think, both of them, and just oh. call it potato head. And then yeah. what the what Tucker Carlson and Fox News and the rest of them did was like, oh, see what the left did? The left and cancel culture did this. And it was like, dude, don't nobody care about a, a toy that, as you said earlier, keeps his eyeballs in his ass. <laughs> I saw that the, meme and I was like, oh, this pretty much sums it up very well. <laughs> don't nobody give a fuck. Like, we're as shocked as you are because no one cares. No one on the left, the right, the middle, up, down. No one cares. This company looked at their, their projection, their spread for the year and said, how can we make some more money? I know. Being more inclusive. How can we be more inclusive? We can take the mister off. And then they did that on their own volition without any consideration of anybody else or any convening with anybody else and that was it that was the whole thing and yeah. they they jump on this straw man and they said they say oh the left did this you know dr seuss they looked at their books and they looked at and it's so funny dr seuss random house publishing has been in in business for decades maybe even a century mm -hmm. and 
they looked at this and they go, all right, which books are not selling? Okay, we got these six books. Why are they not selling? Oh, it got some racist shit in it. You can't draw <laughs> African people looking like that with big ass lips and bones in there. Like that ain't, and like making them speak like weird broken English and like, that's not, no. So since these aren't selling and this is the reason they aren't selling, we're just going to cancel this and like nobody will care anyways. Oh my it's God. Amazing. First of all, first of all, they were wrong. Oh God. Apparently the right cares because of the same straw man fallacy because everyone's just like oh the left made them do it it's just like no they didn't the company's fiscal policies of trying to maximize profits made them do this back to capitalism. did you know beth i swear to god if you were if you got your phone or a computer you got your computer in front of you go look up like the sales increase for dr Seuss. any anything your books the shirts the merchant the dolls or whatever went through the fucking roof mm -hmm. this past week this well this past is kind of like what kanye does but right before he drops an album he says something controversial so that people that creates buzz and then albums sell yeah i mean that could be it maybe maybe they wanted to create some people a, are speculating that that is it they're 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 arousing anger and arousing anger buying because because now because here's the thing people are like okay the books the books are like jordans right now on ebay the six books that were canceled because yeah. you can't buy them in the store anymore. People who had them sitting on their shelves, gathering dusk and mosquito larvae are selling them for like a thousand four hundred dollars a pop sure. to straight up racist people who just want to see caricatures of black people in print from 1934. What? They aren't necessarily racist. They might be collectors. Who knows? But I think so. They might be They might be racist collectors. Collectors of racist memorabilia. Now, I didn't know. I've never read all of the Dr. Seuss books, so I had no fucking clue that there was racist shit in there because I don't care. I don't care. I haven't read Dr. Seuss, any Dr. Seuss since I was None like, of five. us have read Dr. Seuss since 1991. Yeah, so, I mean, it could be collectors that have all of the Dr. Seuss books. I, I'm not willing to say that everybody who has this book is racist, Stanley. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying anybody who is purchasing this book for $1,400 is racist gotcha. as fuck. I, I still can't saying. even say that. We don't know why people are buying this, but what we do know Who the fuck is spends $1,000 on a book with that's branded as, like, that the own company brands as racist? Yeah, you come on now. If the company says, "Hey, we're moving this book because it's racist," and then you go source the book and buy it for twenty thousand times its sales price, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, lays eggs like a duck, then you might be eating Chinese food. I'm just not willing to label people <laughs> as racist if I don't personally know them. Okay, you can say what their motivation is, but I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. Um, but so here, my thought hey, is, you know, you know, Donald Trump personally, yes. no. you know, him personally, oh, is he racist? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> All right, go continue with whatever you were saying. The, the question is not whether, oh, do they have the right to do it? I think that's totally the wrong question. It's, is it good for the country when major corporations can look at entire categories of speech and say, well, you're not allowed to see that anymore or read that. You can't read that book to your child anymore. We're just going to get rid of that. I think that a lot of people are taking their cues from Fox News and Fox has been running segments talking about how the left is trying to prevent you from reading books to your children. That is one of the major problems we have with cancel culture is that back to the First Amendment, nobody, and I want to say this very strongly, nobody is preventing you from reading books to your children. All this means is that the publisher decided that they weren't going to publish the book anymore. It doesn't prevent it from being circulated. It doesn't prevent people from buying it. It doesn't prevent people from reading it. So we need to be very clear that if you actually believe that mm -hmm. because the books, the Dr. Seuss books aren't sold on eBay anymore, that that is preventing you from reading it aloud, check your brain. That's not what's happening here. Check your it's brain. Ridiculous. You want Dunning-Kruger sufferers to check their brain. Good yes. luck with that. That's the first thing. But then the other thing I was going to say about this is that with 
Aunt Jemima rebranding to not have the the image on the bottle anymore. They wanted to rebrand. Uncle Ben's wanted to rebrand. Mr. Potato Head's rebranding. All of this stuff, I think, is getting blown out of proportion because mm-hmm. some people see those items from their childhood and they say that that's part of their identity for some reason. So Maple when, syrup is when, part of your fucking identity. That's what, what I'm saying is that people mistake an image from their childhood as being part of their identity. Okay. So when they're saying you can't cancel that, what they're saying is you can't cancel me because some people see memorabilia or uh, some kind of sentimental thing from their childhood as part of their identity. I don't understand that, but that's why people get so upset when Aunt Jemima decides that they're going to rebrand to, into something different. They're like, mm. you can't do that. That's part of my childhood. Okay. So why does that, identify who you are today i mean if you're holding on that desperately to something from your childhood that it impacts who you identify as today i think maybe you the need priorities to grow need the to be fuck shifted. up yeah you need to i grow mean that's up. If, if if that's going to trigger you so badly that you have to fall apart on social media then i don't that's know we can't wild. help you there <laughs> but cancel culture is not going to help you you know what's funny though you touched on uh just before now where you said that cancel culture is not stopping you from reading any book to your child or whatever, right? Right. I, before before we get out of here, I just want to point out, like I said before, way before, cancel culture was a conservative thing from the get go. It's not a left thing, and I will remind oh, no, you no, no, but it, what, that no, no, the it's... people who were canceling books were conservatives that were canceling Harry Potter. You remember that? Please tell me you remember that. When J.K. Rowling that. came out yes. and they were just like, oh my God, he's a wizard and there's witch and there's witchcraft in this book. We cannot have our children reading this. And they tried to get it banned from schools and like book clubs and whatever. And it's like, that wasn't the left. That wasn't the Wiccan chicks I know. Right. But I don't think it's true. I don't think it's fair to say that it's just a conservative thing because the leftists are going out of control today. So, no, no, I, I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't saying it's only. I'm saying when it before the internet, before Twitter, whatever, you know, people were trying to cancel Harry Potter books. That right. one that left. That was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. All right. Before we start beating the shit out of our families on the World Wide Web, Ben, <laughs> tell us how you can get in touch with us. All right. So our Facebook is facebook.com slash mixed.politics. Instagram also at mixed.politics. Twitter, mixedpolitics1. And you could also just email us at mixedpoliticspod at gmail.com. If you do want to support the show and be like our newfound best friend, BFF forever, uh, Nelly Suzanne Pratt, you can go ahead and surf over to patreon.com slash mixed politics where we have a number of things for you for sponsoring us at the show you get early access to this show so instead of tuesday nights you can see this show or listen to this show on monday uh we have a lot of merch for you uh shirts hoodies sweatshirts raglans baseball tees etc or we have a way for you to be a part of the show by being a remote guest so you get a third panel instead of just two of us here you have a third panel over there or you can meet us for dinner and drinks and get drunk as hell with us and talk about cancer culture and talk about tom brady and talk about jim jordan trust me it's gonna be a rousing time i promise you because we we get down it's time to say goodbye and cheers cheers thanks for being here with us